Hi, and a big welcome to another episode of Laughter and Lunges with your hosts, Catherine and Sarah. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us today. We would love it if you could rate, follow and share the podcast so that it can reach even more ears. Here's today's episode. I am now live and feeling confused because I have two screens open and Sarah and I have been trying to like organize our various electronic devices so that we can record on our laptops and then go live on here. Oh, I think it might be working. Hey. Hello, and I can see you. Oh, for a moment, I thought you were going to be black screened on mine. I'm turning off my video on Zoom just oh. so that my internet can handle it. So you don't get me from all angles. <laughs> Oh, I can still see you. It's, Amazing. Um, I'm going to stop your video. There we go. How are you, Sarah? Oh, good. Thank you. And... <laughs> now I'll breathe. Now I'll breathe. Yeah, do you know what? I am feeling a million times better this evening. Like, I've, I think I've had food poisoning. I've decided. I think it was food poisoning. I think I had a dodgy sausage and no one wants that. <laughs> nobody likes so, a dodgy yeah. sausage no one likes a dodgy sausage so I think that is what's happened and the crazy thing is I haven't really been eating meat at all like like at all really lately oh. and then I I you know decided to dabble in a bit of sausage <laughs> and uh this is what's happened so it's really put me off how are you doing uh, first first of all I want to know what kind of sausage it was was it a chicken <laughs> sausage a pork sausage I mean I don't know if there's a venison sausage I think oh venison used to be nice yeah uh, I think it was a chicken sausage I think it was Ooh. a chicken sausage Faisal was saying it's always the dodgy sausage <laughs> <laughs> oh I was about to say I couldn't see anybody like joining live Robin Drummond says oh I love the professional setup ah oh, thanks by the Thank way this you. microphone isn't actually connected to my phone it's connected to the laptop we're kind of cheating here We'll see what the sound ends up like at the end. It's going to be interesting. It looks good anyway. It's like, you know, when a kid pretends to do like a radio show with a karaoke machine or something, that's that's the vibe I'm getting right now. <laughs> that's what I remind you of right now. Oh my goodness. Um, going back to your question, I am very good, thank you. Would you like to see my new glasses? I went to Specsavers today to pick up my Amazing. new glasses. I'm not wearing them yet, but would you like to see them? I would. Hang on a second. Oh, check this out. Like Lady Gaga with the costume changes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually can't see occurring? anything. Um, yeah. Wow. Are they those blue light blockers? Yeah. No, they're not really. They're they're um part of Hannah's Halloween costume for the weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what what's Hannah Chops going as? So. We're both, so we're going as like a double act. It's supposed to be goodies and baddies. And she's going as a climate scientist. I mean, she's not technically dressing up then, is she? She's just going as herself. And I am going as a climate denier with like a little sign that says climate hoax. That was the extent of our uh, creativity. I love it. They're the best costumes though. Just the, the wing it and see. I like the glasses though. 
you we'll, literally can't we'll see anything with them out of them. <laughs> I'm not sure. I might have to like lead her through the streets of Edinburgh to get to the party. But we'll see, <laughs> see if it works. <laughs> um anyway, I'm sure people were probably well, maybe they were here for the the show and tell there, but we're here to answer some questions, aren't we, Sarah? We sure are, Catherine. Faisal saying, so you're the goodie. No, Faisal. Wow. <laughs> you got it the wrong way around. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> um, and also, before we get started answering some questions, we wanted to remind everybody that the signups are still open for Empowered Innate. We will be starting on the 6th of November instead of yesterday, the 23rd of October. And the reason for that is because we wanted to make sure that we could support everybody signing up through the Christmas period and make them feel supported because generally that's like, like over the last few years when I've been working with clients that's the time that they've struggled the most being able to kind of find the balance between going out and socializing and enjoying all the different activities around Christmas time and parties etc but then also either making progress towards their goals or not feeling like they're moving backwards with their goals so I think that's such an important time of year to really have that support and we're really really excited to be able to be on your team right up until 31st of December um so I wanted to put that there in there at the very start before we start answering questions amazing yeah it's such a fun sort of time of year I think within groups and like group coaching because we can have a bit more of play around with it often people's routine is a little bit out of the window in terms of what they would usually do so we're going to have a lot of like fun challenges and and kind of keep it just keep it fun on the build-up to Christmas and beyond, really. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to that. But then, would you like the first question? And by the way, yeah. guys, if anybody has any questions whilst they're here, please put them in the comments below and we will very happily answer them, whether that's about Empowered Innate, whether that's about your fitness goals, whether that's some nutrition myth that you've seen that you're not sure about or you're struggling with your training, pop it below. There. You can see Thanks, me Sarah. tonight. <laughs> that is be- that was beautiful. You were like, ah. um, okay. This is a question from one of our empowered peeps in their check-in, um, and they say, by the way, this is like a bonus Q and A for these guys. We normally do one a week, so we're 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 doubling up this week. Um, right now I feel good and able to push in the gym for some muscle growth. I understand that I may need to increase my energy intake to get more muscle, but whenever I increase calories, I feel like I'm eating too much and just putting on weight slash fat. Is this avoidable? See, in, in a certain, <laughs> that's it. That's my answer. That's yep, the next. kind of value you get in the group. <laughs> um, yeah, I think as well, obviously, when you are looking at sort of building muscle and you're going to be sort of looking at being in a slight surplus. So, you know, you are potentially going to, well, you're hoping to put on weight because we're hoping to sort of put on a bit of muscle as well. But we don't have to go crazy with that surplus. We're not talking sort of eating hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of extra calories. Like we can do it in a very gradual way and always like any sort of, time that we change things up it's going to be a point that we we kind of change it we keep following that for a few weeks see how we're getting on often a bit longer when we're looking to build muscle anyway but we can always adapt and monitor from there to kind of reduce that impact of feeling like we're putting on like lots of extra fat as well 
That's such a good point. I think often people will think if I'm going to be putting on muscle mass and I want to create the optimal conditions for that, then I need to you know, be training. Yes, tick that box. You need to be getting in enough protein, tick that box. You need to be getting in plenty of rest between the sessions where you're working hard, tick that box. And I need to be giving my body and my muscles enough energy in terms of calories in, tick that box. But I think what people make the mistake of is they either have to go like all in and do like a bulk and like mm. Sarah says, be hundreds of calories over maintenance and the further over maintenance you are the the more you'll build muscle which isn't true there's going to be a point where you reach a saturation with that energy that you're putting in or the extra energy that you're putting in there's going to be a point where yet giving yourself extra energy I don't know an extra 10% on top of your maintenance gives you the extra energy and then it stops there and then any more energy that you add on top of that isn't going to then mean that you build muscle any quicker or any better. It's like, um, what was the analogy that um, we used a few weeks ago? It was about like flushing a toilet, wasn't it? <laughs> I was hoping that's where you were going to go. The, the panic flush <laughs> of the toilet when you like, uh... you flush it once and then you try and keep flushing it again. But every time you keep flushing it again, you're not waiting for it to fill up again. So you're like, that was like a, that was a muscle protein synthesis analogy, wasn't it? It was like the refractory period, but I suppose it like, it's, it's a similar message in this sense. It's like uh, when you cross the road and you press the pedestrian, the button for like the pedestrian crossing, like the more you press it, the more energy that you put in doesn't mean that it's going to, the green man's going to come on for any faster. So I think, yeah, recognizing that there does, there is a saturation point at some point, there's going to be an optimal amount of energy to get in. There's no way of us knowing that without trying and experimenting, but you do not have to go on like a dirty bulk to be able to grow muscle no. mass. Absolutely not. Not um, at all. I think sorry, as well, sorry. people often overestimate how much extra they need in terms of calories to put on muscle. I think there is, again, like more traditionally, like back in the day, it was seen as exactly you said, like a dirty bulk or all these terms but actually the amount that you need in terms of calories to eat in a surplus to build muscle isn't probably as much as you think and it is something that is going to take time I mean we often talk about fat loss and the time it takes to do that process but actually building muscle depending on where you're coming from in your lifting history or career we'll call it a career that <laughs> it really will depend then how quick you will see that sort of muscle build as well Totally. The other thing that I picked up from the question that this client had asked. So they said, I understand that I may need to increase my energy intake to get more muscle, but whenever I increase calories, I feel I'm eating too much and just putting on weight slash fat. And my kind of challenge and thought process there to you specifically, who's asking this question is, is that a feeling? Is that like a, an assumption that you're putting on fat slash weight which again are two different things or do you have evidence to back this up you know are you taking measurements that are showing that your body fat is indeed going up or that your weight is indeed going up or maybe going up too quickly for example I think just kind of questioning that I feel this way is is that feeling accurate and is it true and is it helpful yeah really really good point um and I think that's it, isn't it? Almost as well with the putting on, looking to sort of build muscle, we are going to have to increase energy intake, really, like to do that, especially if you're an experienced lifter, 
which I imagine this person is being on empowered, that it is something that comes with increasing the calories. Like we want to be increasing that muscle mass and it might feel different because you're maybe adding in extra calories or extra portions of food that you're not used to adding in. But yeah, sort of challenging again, sort of the your goal with that too and recognizing that that's part of the process. And as we said, it doesn't have to get to that extreme where we are eating excessive amount of extra calories as well. Mm-hmm. Such a good point. I think like my my like final challenge, I quite like asking challenging questions. <laughs> it's um what what's the worst case scenario if you did put on a little bit of fat? whilst you're also building some muscle mass because like realistically sometimes it does happen sometimes we might overshoot a little bit on calories Mm. and you gain a little bit of fat within like a controlled parameter you know that you've lost fat before this client like their goal for a good couple of years was you know fat loss and they've achieved it and now fat loss is like their it's kind of like a secondary goal their primary focus is muscle building so yeah I would challenge you to be like okay well what's the worst case scenario if I do gain a little bit of fat like is a is it going to be unhealthy for me no not for this client and b if you wanted to lose it again could you without making massive changes to your lifestyle and going like overly restrictive no you don't have to do that either I think like remembering that like you've done it once before you can do it again and it doesn't without it needing to be like yo-yo dieting agrees sweet would you like another question yeah, hit us with the next one. See, whenever you say that, I always think of the Lady Gaga thing. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Did she sing that? Did she? Was it her or was it someone no, else? No, that, that's <laughs> an actual, else? that's like a really old song. I was wondering if she did actually sing that in one of her songs too. <laughs> maybe she did, maybe uh, she just copied. Well, whoever it was, credit to you. Oh, I can't remember. I'm going to have to Google that now, but it's like, it's a really old song that. (laughs) She's on the Google. I can see her frantically typing. Oh, is everybody ready? Uh, Ian Jury and the Blockheads. What a name of a band. Wow. Um, Oh, before we. You're (laughs) welcome. Before we move on to the next question, Dawn has a question, although I don't know if it's rhetorical. Will one of the challenges be how many, how many, oh gosh, this is a mouthful. (laughs) Will (laughs) one of the challenges be how many mini mince pies you can put in your mouth at once? Was that supposed to be a mouthful to say as well? A mouthful in in more ways than one. Oh, Dawn's backing me up as well with the the name of the the band. it could be a challenge. I mean, if it's if it's dirty pork season. <laughs> uh, I love that we went for mini mince pies there, you know, obviously to get the numbers in. Yeah, that's is that not cheating? We have to go full on adult mince pies. Oh man. All all the mince pie filling. I'm not sure. Too much filling. Yeah, that would I don't think that would be nice, would it? It would be quite like would it be quite dry in your mouth? I'm not a oh, big fan I mean, of it'd be pies. Up there. No, I don't know. You've got to have one every year, though, haven't you? Just, like, to tick it off. Mm, maybe. 
Uh, leave that one with us. We, we're always open to feedback in the Empowered Innate group. So we will take that on board and see what happens. Maybe we'll add that. Do you remember at one point we were going to have a spin-off podcast about food? And I can't remember what we were calling it now, but it was taste testing lots of things. So maybe the uh, the mince pies could come into that as well. Imagine taste testing on a podcast. It'd be like ASMR. Oh, that was it. Laughter and lunches, wasn't it? That's what we were going <laughs> to call it. <laughs> Oh, um, right, okay. Sorry. The next question. The next one is How important is protein for someone in my position? I feel like the priority for me should be getting as much weight off as quickly as possible to improve health markers, etc. I understand the argument about sustainability and longevity of results, but if that was not an issue, would you encourage this route? Amazing. Did you want to go first on this one? Because I remember when we were talking about this before, you had a very good um again another good question on this one (laughs) yeah I would I would kind of like question why the two have to kind of sit separately so like the how important is protein versus like calories it's yeah it's almost like the which is most important for my goals is it getting in less calories so that I can lose weight quicker or is it I get in enough protein and you can do both. If you think about in terms of actual like fat loss itself, we do need to be in a calorie deficit. We need to be consuming less calories, AKA energy than we are burning. But the thing here is like, that's always going to be like the, I suppose technically the top priority you could be like overeating on protein and you wouldn't lose weight. Right. But you don't need to be overeating on protein or, having so much of it that it's pushing you into maintenance or surplus, for example. So I think like question why they have to sit so differently, but then also like this person I know knows this, and maybe it's just a reminder of the fact that protein will help make creating that calorie deficit easier for you for several reasons. And it will also help with health markets. So there's two different things there to, to really remember. So we know that protein is quite a satiating satiating macronutrient compared to like fats and carbohydrates we can kind of classify it as like a higher volume food um lower calories higher volume helps us feel fuller for longer it takes longer to exit from our stomach and move into our small intestines um it has a higher thermic effect of food so what that means is that it takes more energy for us to digest protein than it does say like carbohydrates So there's a couple of reasons there why it will make creating a calorie deficit easier. So remember, it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing. And then the other one is about health as well. So you, you mentioned about to improve health markers. Absolutely. If you're somebody who has a lot of excess fat to lose and you want to drop that quickly, I'm definitely not against doing that in certain situations, certain scenarios with certain people. But I think here, remember that health markers will also be improved the more muscle mass you have. And if you're in a calorie deficit, in a big calorie deficit, for example, and you're not getting in anywhere near sufficient amounts of protein, you're putting yourself at risk of losing muscle mass. And we know that muscle mass is incredibly, incredibly important for health. So they're like the couple of things that I would kind of highlight right away. Um, I certainly would, yeah, I wouldn't be against going down this route for certain people, but I think it's then looking at like everything as a whole and like relationship with food, which Sarah might be able to kind of touch on a little bit better because I feel like I've been speaking for a long time. So I'm uh, the mic to Sarah. 
past the right. No, to be honest, I feel like you've covered sort of everything I would have said there, really, in the sense of remembering the benefits of like eating protein. Obviously, as you've said, that ultimately when looking for weight loss, we are looking at that calorie deficit, but protein itself comes into um like helping us to maintain sort of fat-free mass, satiety. Um, yeah, you mentioned about the thermic effect of food as well. So I haven't really got a lot to to add to that, to be fair. I feel like you covered everything that I'd have said. Awesome. Yeah, I think like then, you know, if you're looking at the argument there about sustainability and longevity, it's it's completely individual, isn't it? So I think like with with some clients, what we wouldn't want to do is create a severe calorie deficit and make them feel restricted. And then that, you know, leads to overeating or at least to binge eating or even worse, eating disorders. So we know that eating disorders, uh, again, like have such a negative impact on health. The I don't know what the stats are behind it, but, you know, like the mortality rate for Pardon me, um, <laughs> Windy Pops. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> it was my cup of tea. I had a sip of it, uh, and it's just yeah. Um, <laughs> people don't need to know that, but yeah, like the like it's we don't what we don't want to do is with some clients put them in a huge calorie deficit, and then it really have a detrimental impact on their relationship with food, and then like create a bigger risk for eating disorders or disordered eating. Agreed. And I, I feel the bit, as you said, sort of about sustainability and longevity, obviously, this would be something potentially you might do more short term as for people where they're highly motivated, maybe they want to see some quick results. And as you said, if there's a lot of fat to lose, then it can be a good start for 10 to get someone sort of on that path. And then we can look at kind of staging things that it's more looking to progress more sort of long-term of what's going to be more maintainable as well. Um, And again, that's where coaching comes in because we're able to look for any sort of red flags within sort of check-ins, anything that we think is a little bit concerning or maybe we need to look at before it can get to that point as well. So we'll always take into context someone's, as you said, like their relationship with food, like their history in terms of dieting, what they've tried in the past, what they've been trying recently, like all of that's going to come into it. Because again, for us, it's really important that, as you said, like we do no harm and we'll work with each person as an individual to work out what's going to be the most appropriate approach for them. But as we were saying before, with the last question about kind of building muscle, these things are almost always a bit of an experiment. And if we try something and we feel like, oh, actually, maybe that's not quite the right approach, that's fine. Like we can mix it up. We can change it up. It's not a failure. That's actually really good feedback for us that this maybe isn't the right approach for you, but that's okay because there's plenty of other things that we can do. And again, that's the beauty of coaching where we can work together to work out an approach that is going to be more sustainable and give you that sort of longevity really. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think you make such a good point about the motivation side of it as well. So for somebody who does have a lot of excess fat to lose and knowing that having that to lose will improve their health markers, you know, it it can be quite motivating to see those results coming quite quickly. And if you do have a lot of fat to lose, then often, you know, you can see big, big changes within shorter periods of time compared to somebody who has less fat to lose. And that's for a multitude of reasons, including, but not limited to, 
expending more energy doing the same amount of steps than somebody who is like half of your weight, for example, you're going to be burning way more energy than they are because you literally have more weight to move around. It's going to take more energy to do that. Thus you put yourself in like a higher calorie deficit. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, there's always a balance to be struck. And Sarah makes a good point about taking each client as an individual individual. And that's like, that's exactly what we do on empowered innate. You know, when people first join Sarah and I sit down, we read what you've put in your forms we carefully craft the questions, don't we, so that we can get as much information that's useful to us to then help set your initial targets. And then we sit down and we decide, okay, you know, is tracking right for this person? Maybe it isn't. Maybe this other method is right for this person. And we'll set your targets according to what you've written in your form and your past experiences. And then we kind of adapt things as we go along. So potentially that might not be the right approach initially. And maybe two, three, four weeks later, we change the approach if we think that's needed. So I suppose that's like a little insight there for you guys mm-hmm. into how how you kind of come into Empowered Innate and how we would would set clients up on an individual basis as opposed to it being like a, a, a cookie cutter program. You know, everybody doesn't just come in and have exactly the same calorie targets or everybody has to track. It's very much a, we decide what based on our collective experience, which is a lot, <laughs> works best for you. And I think that's a really good point that at the beginning, when people are coming into the program, there's quite a lot that we take into account that we personalize to an individual. So whether that's, as you said, sort of nutrition and the tools and techniques that we use to maybe monitor that or to get them into a certain habit with their eating habits, or whether it's looking at kind of the amount of movement that people do in terms of steps or workouts, like that's all based on what people tell us when they sign up. And as you said, it's something that we can adapt as we go along. But that's really where this is a sort of two way street kind of process where through those check ins that we send you, the amount of information that we get back then helps to guide us like both in terms of how we help you best as well. So it's a real sort of collaborative process. And I know that both of us value that a lot within how we work with clients, you know, getting to know each person as an individual and then helping them best based on what they tell us in return. I love that point that you make is that we really want that connection with each client. We both want to know you and your struggles. We're very nosy. Yeah, we are (laughs) just really nosy. This is an excuse for us to just have a peek into your life. But again, like that's what we we want Empowered Innate to be is that place where it's a tight-knit community. We know each client in there. You're not just a number that sat in there and we we don't know what your goals are from you know reading a question of yours straight away um so yeah it's very individual isn't it very personal it is it is very personal it's personal to us and it's personal to our clients absolutely would you like one more question oh you've got another question yeah hit me um with your rhythm stick with your rhythm stick final one um I'm very much one of those people who is quite highly motivated by the results and not the process, not just in lifting heavier, fitting back into clothes, but all areas of life, really doing all those household tasks, selling a mountain of clothes, etc. I was about to like speak the emoji that was there. It's just a laughing face, <laughs> <laughs> laughing face. <laughs> um, any advice on how to make friends with the process and not just the results? I feel like you've sort of answered it a bit within your question, actually, kind of. 
So you've said about like lifting heavier. Well, you could see that potentially week to week anyway in certain things. Like if you're talking about incremental weights, but I think from what you said, almost like gamifying the process might be quite helpful. So celebrating almost like setting yourself targets for the week and actually celebrating achieving those that that then is you've completed a task so similar to selling a mountain of clothes I wonder who asked this question Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um ticking that off and like ticking off those workouts and celebrating those wins along the way as part of the process but seeing that as like a milestone so almost right I'm going to get x amount of workouts in this week And then you've ticked that off and really taking the time to celebrate that, that that's going to lead to you lifting heavier or you progressing in those lifts. I think the more that you can maybe gamify that process. And again, that doesn't work for everyone. But from what you said, potentially that might be something that could be quite helpful. I love that. Yeah, because then if you do that, you're essentially giving yourself more opportunities to hit results so if you love results then give yourself more points where you can tick those things off I think that's that's such a good point I would never have like thought of that um the thing that I was thinking it's maybe just like a bit of tough love is which do you spend the most time at do you spend more of your valuable time we only get to live once right and every day every week is valuable Will you spend more of that time in the process or will you spend more of that time at the result, which generally the result is just this one point in time, isn't it? I know a minute, a day, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. celebrating, acknowledging that you've met the result and then you move on from that. So I would argue that most of your time is spent in the process. So if you're hating on the process, then it doesn't seem like best kind of place to be so maybe you flip it on its head in the way that you're thinking about it agreed I think it's so easy for us to focus on an outcome and and I think this is it we always say often like not to focus so much on the outcome but focus on the process but it is for that reason that you've just mentioned there that the outcome the end goal once we get there then what like will the goal move will we just say oh, well that's it I've completed it mate and that's me done now (laughs) like the chances are we're going to set another goal and something else and I think that's great because it's nice to have things to work towards but it almost comes back to that things like we're good enough as we are now those things are great to achieve and work towards and give us focus and it's helpful to have those things but whether we achieve those things or not we're still pretty awesome and the more as you said you can kind of focus on what you're doing now and see that as something that's good and something that's positive means that however long it takes to get to that outcome you're still going to be enjoying that time between here and there it's about enjoying the journey isn't it imagine for a second that you bought a van and you wanted to drive around in this van and you decided I'm going to go to this location in this van and it's a five-day drive away would you just not enjoy the process of getting there or would it just be when you get there, that's when you enjoy it? And I feel like that's very... Uh, it's very apt con- analogy. Yeah, for this person specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop. Sorry, that's how I imagine. <laughs> the, you tempted me to make... 
you tempted me to make that noise, <laughs> the little like horn noise, but I don't think I'm going to embarrass myself on Instagram by doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm here for that all week. That's me. <laughs> um, amazing. Um, that was good because we got through some good questions and we're going to put this up as a podcast episode. So you can listen back if you have missed this or if you don't want to watch an Instagram live. Sometimes it's easier listening to a podcast and multitasking and doing something else at the same time. So we'll put that up, won't we? And if you are interested in joining us up until the end of 2023 for this last wow. intake of Empower Donate, then you can go to www.empowerdonate.com or message either of us, Empowered. And we will happily help you and answer any questions that you have. And we're buzzing for, for us to be able to join your team and you to join the community and have some fun around Christmas. I'm looking forward to it. When you were saying buzzing, I was thinking I'm jingling because I feel like that's more oh. festive. So I'm jingling yeah. for this. Jingle jangle. Jingle but yeah, hit way. us up. Any questions? We will be jingling all the way to Christmas and beyond. Do let us know because we're more than happy to answer any questions you've got. Like no pressure, just get in touch. We love we love a chat. We Let's do, be and we are very we do love a chat, even though we don't maybe look at. No, I think we do. <laughs> I think speak, we look speak friendly. Speak for yourself, there, friends. <laughs> we're always smiling. I did a beep beep. Yeah. Uh well, it's been delightful seeing your little face this evening. And you too. And peace out. Peace. See you later, champ. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye.